Blog Talk Radio. for tuning in. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio and the founder and CEO of Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, a nonprofit 
dedicated to providing the basic necessities of life to underprivileged children. I'm also a board-certified integrated holistic health energy and sound therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 425,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer, free of charge, and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. We have our guest, Carol Serene Borgens, back. She's the co-author of the book, Do Unto Earth, as many of you know. Carol is a longtime medium, channeler, horse whisperer, practitioner of many metaphysical disciplines, and author of numerous PAX channeled books, which includes two children's whimsical novels, two books on the reality of COVID-19, The Likely Future, Volume 1, and two, Personal Power Will End the Pandemic, and of course, Do Under Earth, It's Not Too Late, which is the basis of this monthly series. Carol continues to provide PAX channeled private reading sessions remotely, and you can contact her by going to our website, carolsereneborgans.com. So that is C-A-R-O-L-E-S-E-R-E-N-E-B-O-R-G-E-N-S dot com. Welcome back to Energy Awareness Radio, Carol. How are you being? Thank you, T. Um, great to be back. I'm being well. Appreciate your asking. <laughs> All is very well. Well, you know, in this world, we have to ask this question because there's, you know, fires and uh, hurricanes and tornadoes oh my (laughs) so there's a lot going on so we need to make sure that we ask that question make sure everybody's doing well our topic for today is replacing the big bang theory and there's a lot that people have questions about regarding this you know was there really a big bang is that what happened did we come from that did did that start was that the catalyst for this universe was it the catalyst for all the universes did everybody have their own individual big bang theory in the many universes that are out there what exactly is the story what does pax have to say is is it about our believing the big bang theory and and if it's true or not wow there are uh, <laughs> yeah, there are questions and and uh, and there are answers. I'm happy to say, if we take this right back to um, the beginning, which is our topic for today, which is replacing the Big Bang theory. The question is replacing it with what? Let us refer to this replacement as the Planet Earth Project. <clears throat> Pardon me, and this is referenced in the Do Unto Earth book uh, in a number of places. Pax yep. tells us that there were there were previous big bangs. He says in this book there were bigger bangs than this that attracted lesser attention. It isn't where we should be looking. His guidance that we'll discuss today about where we should be looking, he refers to as the Planet Earth Project, which is 
it's us today, actually. It's ongoing from ancient times to today, and it refers to our starseed origins. Well, what does this mean? Star people are early visitors. What we're told is that we, we here on planet Mother Earth, as well as other planets, I must add, have been seeded or planted here by our ancient ancestors from off-planet as leaders, teachers, um, philosophers with the intention of guiding and growing civilizations elsewhere. They have the technology, of course, to travel throughout the universe and selected planet Earth eons ago uh, as a potential brilliant uh, location to establish civilization. And here seated um, star people to bring wisdom um, to Earth. You're not jumping ahead, but a question is, what about animals? We have learned, again, through the Do Unto Earth book, that Pax tells us there were animals on planet Earth. What form, you know, were they amoebas, single cell, or, or more advanced? That's for another discussion. But we were blessed with the uh, seeding, the locating here of people of higher intelligence bringing greater technology to our planet Earth to get us started. And of course, there are records of these visitations, um, and as they still go on, in ancient art, um, which anyone can see today in, in carvings throughout the world. So I, I think this is the basis for our discussion today, T. So, okay, a couple of things. If there were other big bangs that that weren't given as much attention, and this one is giving much more attention, is it because this planet was inhabited by animals and therefore it was a place for other aliens to go? Are all humans therefore aliens or came from aliens, so we're not actually born of this earth and never were? And do those bigger bangs have less attention or does are the fact that we believe in a big bang many people do i shouldn't say all of us many people believe in a big big bang theory and that's how we got here is it given more attention because we as humans are just so very curious and want to know where we come from and for some reason we haven't found that we came from elsewhere and so therefore this is what we hold on to i know that was oh, a three-part question well it's loaded <laughs> yours always are I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's good. Pat tells us that we originate from light years away, um, which will be controversial, he says. Um, yep. He says, was there a Big Bang and you appeared out of this dust? Well, that's an excellent question that many ask. And he tells us uh, not so, but that we were formed elsewhere and delivered to your present round sphere in the space and time continuum. Well, that 
begs a whole lot of other questions uh, formed mm-hmm. elsewhere and delivered here. Um, and why? Well, why indeed? The people uh, the are are extraterrestrial uh, seeders, as you will. They they felt that there was a need to settle uh, planet Earth. That they they chose to do it. They wanted to settle. They attempted to bring uh, forward evolution to another place, and that's uh, what is done. We're told in advanced civilizations such as theirs. So uh, we're told that they brought what would be needed uh, to seed the new place, which is planet Earth. And, of course, again, we're told that historical notations of those visits are found, uh, as we see when we look at ancient art, uh, cave paintings and uh, sculptures, etc. They uh, were told that our introduction here was... um, was to seed this planet and this time and place uh, by those who could provide guidance and direction. And and I guess we go back to what is their role in our um, growth and as an advanced civilization with the advanced technology that they had and have, um, it is their role to provide this guidance and direction to us in terms of uh, of seeding our world with their what we call star wisdom, so they're continuing to deposit as they continue um, to buzz by, as Pax refers to it in the book, and drop in and with visitations for the purpose of depositing information and technology to us, um, which they do from time to time, and. Um, are still so doing. So they, whoever they. they are, and we right, we don't know who they are exactly, who are de- making more deposits and such. We are a part of them. We are, if you looked at lineage, you'd say, oh, okay, if you were star-seeded from them, that's your lineage. You go back to them. That's what we know as humans, you know. And so if we go back to them, are they... There's a couple of ways to look at this. Are we just a zoo that they just use, that we're all experiments? Or are, are they really trying to, to do something different with their own uh, DNA, as it were, and, and create something different, which ultimately is, of course, another experiment? Or are they kind of in control of what we do and just watching what happens and hoping we do according to them the right thing, but not necessarily according to us. And this really, these questions really destroy some religions because, you know, we're supposed to have free will and we believe in God and blah, blah, blah. But if there, if, if we have aliens and we are actually part of these aliens and that's where our lineage goes, what power do they have over us? Oh, such good questions. Ancient alien ancestors is how we think of them. And so, yes, our lineage uh, would would go back to them, and certainly it's against probably most, if not all, of the religions I'm aware of, but so mm. be it. Um, in terms of control, nowhere 
in any of the Pax Wisdom writings where this is discussed, has there been any sort of clue that that was their intention or is an intention to control us? It's more of a benevolent group, if you will, uh, of people with advanced knowledge, wisdom, and technology uh, that they come and go, they visit here uh, from time to time, returning them to their home base. And what we're told is they, they still do, they come to observe us and contribute um, where they feel it's needed. Uh, it's not, it was never their intention to relocate themselves here or assimilate in our culture. They just come and go through time to see how our current civilization is faring. Now, I think that's important to bear in mind because there is no intention, there is no um, voicing of their plan to control our civilization in any way. If we understand the technology and, and the higher wisdom that they have, then we could also know that they could control us very easily any time they wished. It is not a part of uh, the equation. Their interest was in seeding this planet with technology throughout our time as it was needed, uh, and they come and they go, and there is no controlling mechanism. I, I, would, <laughs> I would like to think that if they had the ability to control us, they'd see what kind of a mess we're in and, and make changes, and that is just not happening. So my, no, it's my, not. my comfort level is in believing, if you will, understanding that there is no underlying negative reason uh, for our continued connection uh, to or, or with these ancient alien ancestors. It's more like a benevolent family that lives elsewhere and uh, from time to time visits to see how we're doing and then returns um, to, the, to, to where they came from, uh, leaving us with maybe some notions and ideas of, of how we might do better. So I, I feel confident in Okay, so they're just buzzing by, like on a Saturday night, let's go visit Earth and see what they're up to. But... I think that one of the big questions that comes out of this is they seeded this planet. So to me, when I'm planting vegetables in a garden, if I can be that elementary about it, I know what a carrot seed is and where it came from. I know what an eggplant seed is, where it came from. I know where the tomato seeds came from. What are these seeds? What, what are they from? And if they're not from them, who are we? From them, yes. You know, this is um, a bit of a gray area, T, that has not been widely discussed uh, by PACs, other than to be very clear uh, that they are our ancestors, ancient and alien as they are, and that they are loving and benevolent and simply uh, created us, continued to share with us, their higher knowledge and technology for our greater 
benefit and purpose. But as often is the case with PACs, such specifics and details uh, have been chosen to not being spoken of. And this would be one. Yeah, he opens the box and he doesn't like give you any additional. There's nothing. There's no clues. There's nothing extra. It's hard because if if he's saying there are ancestors, our ancestors, of course, are human, as as we as humans understand it, and therefore, if that's true, if we were seated here and there are ancestors, then we are all part of them, and that lineage comes through, and we're alien. Uh, that is, of course, the case, but thousands and thousands of years back. So yeah. I, I think that our uh, bloodline has been uh, somewhat changed. Yeah, you know, I agree. I think it probably has. And they're just watching it probably to see, or are they watching it to see how it is evolving? Did Do we know, does Pax tell us, can you ask them, it, you know, was part of the mission of them putting us here to take over the planet and be the superior animals on the planet, because we are, was part of the mission to evolve to their level or see what level would happen as they left us here and said they're, you know, like kind of, you know, like a mother bird pushes her baby out and says, go ahead, fly. (laughs) And and you you hope that they do, you know, really, you know. Yes, is the answer to that question. They they simply, according to what we're told, are interested in our ability to survive and thrive, mostly to thrive. And therefore, these buzzings by, these passing by and the visitations to us are for the purpose of giving us advanced technology where they can, where they see it would benefit, up to us always what we do with it, how we receive mm. it, and what we do with it. But again, everything about this, as outlandish as it will seem to many, has an overall loving feeling of benevolence and intention to assist those on planet Mother Earth to thrive in our culture. And we can look carefully into many stages, I think, of our development where there have been bursts, if you will, of of advancement in technology, whether it's medical or um, space travel or any of these things that we didn't used to know, and suddenly we know, and we know an awful lot about where did that come from, because suddenly we have it without really understanding that it was being developed. And I think we can look back through time and see these stages uh, and and the the pattern of growth that maybe was not always ours um, to develop, but we've taken it and worked with it and move forward with it. So again, the the role is their role is one of helpers. Yes, helpers. Okay, so so the technology aspect. 
you know, we don't know what that technology is that they gave us because as humans, we see extremely um, advanced intellectual people who physicists and, you know, um, biochemists and epidemiologists and, and whatever you, anybody out there in the scientific community coming forth and making discoveries after years of putting time and effort into whatever experimentation they were doing. And through experimentation, they discover things. And we've recently, as recently as, you know, Isaac Newton came along and gave us his theories and Einstein came along and debunked some of them and we learned more. And now we're learning more through, um, uh, you know, quantum mechanics and uh, quantum physics and string theory. And uh, so is all of that being given to certain people who are then born to discover it or are the, are we actually discovering these things on our own? They're only buzzing by. So if they're only buzzing by, who's really discovering the technology? Would it be us as humans or are they actually somehow, I hate to use this word, but I can't think of a better one, implanting it into, into souls before they're born so that they will come up with, quote unquote, come up with the idea on their own or the discovery on their own and be credited for it rather than it's been just, you know, given to them and they just have to find it within themselves. Well, I'd like to say almost all of the above. There are um, things that have happened that are now coming to light um, and we, we read about it and they are such things as, let's take, for example, the... Uf, let's take Roswell, the UFO crash at Roswell, which yep. we know wasn't a mm -hmm. crash. It was more of a shooting down. But we read, we understand that there was an intention to share technology at that time. But uh, the military got um, themselves into a place where they decided to take it, and there was uh, the resulting downing of more than one UFO, and it's clear to us now that the reverse engineering of the flying uh, craft was the purpose for that. I believe that that has held true through time and history, where reverse engineering of uh, what our alien ancestors have brought to us um, has created a jump. Um, an advancement in technology. And while, you know, we were told early on in the Do Unto Earth book that our ancient ancestors buzz by to see how we're doing, we're also told that they do stop, that they are here, they walk among us. And we have known this for decades now. Uh, and they see, they're here to seed our world with, with their wisdom, but they do walk among us. You made such a good point about the people who are um, old souls that have incarnated here and come with these advanced um, seeds of knowledge within them. So again, I, I have to think that it's a conglomeration of, it's a gathering of many forms of seeding of wisdom to us if we choose to take it. Again, it's I believe, our choice at the end of each day. They're not trying to control us, but rather to offer what might be of help. And 
to give it to us to use for our free will and hopefully for good, but that's not always the case because as we know, technology has been used for not good. And as they walk among us, they walk among us as human beings who know that they are aliens. How does that happen? How do they know they're born as a, a baby to human parents and, and that's how they get here to see what's happening and to, you know, dispense their wisdom or are they just coming in and, you know, yeah, I just moved here from Kentucky and now I'm in New Jersey and, you know, there's absolutely no, you know, nobody knows any record of them or anything, but they're really smart. They get a job and they make their way. I mean, how are they coming here? Are they coming here born as babies or are they just like, you know, I dream a genie. They nod their head and all of a sudden they're here and, and they're an adult in human form. Cause I'm guessing that they're not human. And that might be wrong. Are they human? They can't be, right? You know, I'm thinking right now of uh, the term walk-ins. And that is a a term that indicates a a soul that will determine it's time to visit uh, here, for example, and come in as a functioning adult uh, for a purpose and then depart again. But how does it do that? Yeah, pardon? How how do you just come in as an adult? It's a very interesting study of how a soul can uh, make an agreement. Um, I don't profess to be able to explain it fully, but it's an agreement, whereas a soul will vacate, if you will, a body, uh, it, and it's not as outlandish as it seems. It's fairly well documented uh, for the purpose of allowing in another soul who has a purpose in this lifetime to accomplish and, uh, okay. and then uh, uh, release again that body uh, to its original host. You know, just saying these words, it sounds like craziness, but... There is so much research that's been done on this um, with people, uh, for example, with uh, uh, regression, with uh, hypnosis. It's a fascinating study. So if, if I can, I'm going to try to say this in the way that I think I'm understanding just to see if, if this is what you're saying. So what I'm hearing is that Okay, a person, let's say, could have a, uh, a car crash or be close to death or, you know, some kind of near-death experience and not want to come back and another soul takes over that body and that is how they walk in as an adult? Is Apparently, that what I'm hearing? Apparently not always. Apparently it can be almost as a contractual agreement um, where a healthy person in a healthy body um, abdicates uh, the use of that body for a period of time for another soul's purpose. Okay, so given that may happen, uh, would the personality of, let's say it's a married couple, would the personality of the wife or the husband completely change and now this person is is doing something totally different than not acting the same way and it's like, wow, what happened to you today? Or is it somebody that's already in a field of study where they see 
we need somebody who can really amp this up right now. So we need to be able to take over, you know, this person's body who's a uh, quantum physicist and, and, and bring in somebody else who's of a much higher level. So they made the contract ahead of time. That part I get because I think we make contracts as when we come in. We know, we know our number when we're going out. We just don't know it consciously. And maybe they know their number going out and somebody else just comes in and takes over their body? Am I, am I getting this right? You are, and I've read about both. I've read about studies um, covering both. And I actually um, knew very well um, many years ago a man who was uh, on the receiving end of, of the borrowing of the body and came in for a purpose, and everything changed. So um, what you describe is accurate, and it covers both. Fascinating stuff. It is. So this could be, and I'm not trying to make light of this at all, and I'm not giving anybody any excuses to say, well, I was overtaken by an alien <laughs> body, and now I'm this person. But this could be reasons why couples break up. It's like, I don't know, they changed all of a sudden. They got really weird. Things were different. I had to get out. And... I, and, it, and it probably isn't just like wicked smart people. It's probably people who have an influence. And there are so many influencers on this planet now for good and bad. And, but anybody who's influential in any way to a large mass of people is considered an influencer as, you know, for, for sheer definition. So it could be anybody like the Kardashians, let's say, you know, I mean, they don't have to be extremely smart or well-versed at anything or even have great knowledge about anything. They just have to somehow have caught on with the masses and all of a sudden it's like, all right, why did they all of a sudden get caught on when they were just normal people living normal lives and all of a sudden, boom, their life shifts and changes. Yeah. And how often do you read about that? Your point about tons of times lately. It's constant. It is constant now. People are are influencers who just, they don't care what they do. They get out there and say, let's face it, Donald Trump was an influencer. As much of an asshole as he is, he's an influencer, you know, and as much of a bully as he is, he's still an influencer. So, you know, I I don't know if somebody took over his body or not. (laughs) I don't really (laughs) care. He's out of office and I hope he doesn't get back in. But, you know, that type of thing. To be somebody who take, I can't believe that these people who have seeded us here would actually be someone like him, a bully and miserable and rotten and, you know, to the core. I would hope that it would be influencers who actually add value. But I have to say, there's a lot of influencers out there who are not adding any value other than, you know, how... They're just not adding value except do this because I do it or this product is great. They're just here for money. There's a lot of ego-driven and greedy influencers out there, and and I would hate to think that that was part of this. I don't for a moment think it's part of it. Um, Certainly everything that I have channeled on the topic and or read elsewhere um, speaks to, and I'm going to use the word again, benevolence of those Mm -hmm. who attempting, uh, intending to be a resource um, of, of uh, loving energy and, and help for uh, planet Earth. Our task is to be aware that we could use some help and be open uh, to it and be aware that 
we have our own strengths. And as you say, there are ego-driven people all over this planet who, for that reason alone, are gathering masses of wealth and uh, long lists of followers. To what end? There's no uh, apparent goodness intended for the masses as a result of their growing popularity. Um, Certainly it's not based in any spirituality, rather personal um, gain. Um, and, And that is just counter to what many of us are hoping will be a trajectory for our people on planet Earth. So as Pax tells us, Um, quite often, look to our youth, look to our new leaders of of our time who, as long ago, as years, decades ago, were referred to as uh, crystal children, um, star children, um, the Orion. The indigo children. Mm -hmm. Oh, indigo. Pax refers to them as the Orions. But mm-hmm. these, these are the future leaders. They are the today leaders. If you look at some of them that are barely out of their teen years or possibly still in their teenage years, that have almost a missionary zeal about them to do right for our planet and our people. They are the ones with the highest ideals that you could imagine that leave no room for error by the rest of us and intend for us uh, to follow the healing path, uh, whether their path will take us towards improved ecology or economics, uh, whatever it may be. They're the ones, and they will have a deep soul wisdom because they are, however they've been uh, labeled, they are the old souls that continue to come back with a purpose in this world and this life of theirs uh, to be the teachers, the leaders, the ones to instill knowledge about the higher purpose that we should all uh, be striving for. So our youth, uh, our, our youngsters of this day, and we can see them emerging. Uh, we need to pay attention because they're the ones with the messages. That will help us. I do think we see that with very young children, especially through COVID. We saw it with children, I'm going to say, under the age of like 12, where they were doing things for people. They'd see something. Their hearts would go out. They'd want to help. They'd want to start a charity. They'd want to start helping people and doing whatever they were doing. But the phrases of indigo children and crystal children really started in, I'm going to say, the late 80s, early 90s. So now we're looking at the people who are coming up to be almost 40 years old or older, 40, 41 years old. Those are the, hopefully the leaders that will come forward. But right now we're really not seeing anybody step forward to take those roles and they should be well on their way if they're going to be political leaders to doing that. Because at least in the United States, you only have to be 35 to be president. And if you're 40 years old and you've never served in politics or, or doing anything in that vein to help the whole in a bigger way, you know, we've had some elderly presidents recently of, of late. And, you know, that's not necessarily helping us when the thought processes may not be as modern, if I can use that phrase. And I wonder 
when those people who are here, who are considered indigo children or crystal children, when the heck are they going to step forward and be doing what they're doing? Or were the ones that didn't step forward that were the crystal children now becoming the indigo children, you know, will they be the ones to take over because the crystals didn't or vice versa, however it, it, it worked out. I'm not really sure that there's enough of them there to do the job. The task is huge. It, it will take a Herculean effort to fix this planet. I think that the, the number of people, and it all depends on perspective, the number of people who want, you know, peace on earth and goodwill toward men have a different perspective of what that means in their own lives. That's why we have different political parties. That's why we have different religions. And instead of coming together as one, we're seeing wars, you know, all over the place. Even getting out of a country, Afghanistan, we're seeing wars. You know, 20 years we're helping these people, and now we're getting out. And, and you know, it's their own civil war that they need to fight after 20 years. That contract should never have been open-ended, but Bush put that into place. It should have been, we'll help you for two, to, two years, do a check, maybe do five years if need be. But after 20 years, we've lost too many people. All the countries that have worked over in Afghanistan to help them have lost too many people to the point where their own president left, the coward that he is. He got out and didn't help his people as soon as things started getting sour a few weeks ago. So I have to wonder who can really take over and do this. And in, the, in these cases where we see this, these benevolent beings that planted us here, why in the name of heaven are they not helping by going to the leaders of the countries and being able to discuss with them and let them know we're here to help you? That doesn't ever seem to come up, that anybody's talked to these people. I mean, why would we shoot down? We would shoot down someone that we thought could attack because if it's a UFO, they can get here. Clearly their technology is a lot better than ours. And if we thought they were going to, you know, kill us all, then people shoot. They shoot and ask questions later, which isn't necessarily the right way to go, but that's what happened. But why wasn't there somebody who was here planted here to say to these governments, look, this is what we're here to help you with. It's up to you to do this, but, don't shoot our people down. Just hear us out. Why, why was that never put into place? And it was because to me, it still looks like let's see this and see what happens. And it feels like it's just the earth is a Petri dish and we're all experiments and, and we're really not doing a good job. We're just not. If you, if you look at everything that's going on right now, the earth, mother earth is not happy. There's so much destruction naturally in the environment, you know, with tornadoes and tsunamis and hurricanes and the fires. I mean, you're out there in Canada and you see the fires. I'm out here in New Jersey. We're seeing the hurricanes. Let's split the difference and everybody gets a little of both so one can put the other out. (laughs) Why is it that, you know, I mean, that would be the fair thing to do. But why, why is all of this going on? If, why wouldn't they leave somebody behind to just say, Hey, and, and have people understand and believe that, oh, okay, this is why we're here. This is what we're doing. Because you know who I think does believe it, and I think it got lost, are the indigenous peoples. I believe that they, yeah, that they knew it, and, and we're not somehow the white man, and I use that term loosely, but the white man came along and said, look, here's a country. We're going to take it. And they 
kept taking land from the Indians in the United States, and all of a sudden, here we are, the United States. It's, it's not rightfully ours. We took it away from the Native Americans. That, that was wrong back then. It's still wrong to this day. But I think the indigenous people know, and the tears that they shed are because of how horrible things have gotten, and they know better because they still believe it. Should we be looking toward the, to the indigenous people of our planet, to the native of every country, and saying, what can you do? And yet, why would they want to help us when we've taken so much from them? Are they really the starseed people that, that know and still understand? Because I can't believe they wouldn't leave somebody here. Oh, boy. You are so filled with good wisdom and uh, overview. No, I have a lot of questions. There's no wisdom here. I'm just like, why in the name of God wouldn't they do that, you know? Why wouldn't they leave somebody here? And I think it is the indigenous people. And the really horrible part is that the, the rest of us think we're so damn smart. We can do this a better way. And that's what's happening. And that, if you look at the world, is a bigger percentage. And that's scary. Um, and it goes back to money and greed. Of course it does. I'm just going to answer that, but I want to back up just a little bit. I think that there are people, and Pax has indicated there are people that are here. They are speaking to the leaders of the countries that are doing things um, that are not working out very well at all. Uh, There are people here that are giving their good opinions. They're just simply not being heard, okay? In terms of yep. our youth, our, our um, crystal children and more, there is the sense of them gathering, uh, gathering their knowledge, gathering their numbers, and gathering their critical mass, if you will, um, ability to come together with uh, like-minded individuals for the purpose of wider, wider um, effectiveness uh, across the globe. And it's certainly not just the United States. It's, it's global where um, people are in trouble. The yeah. notion of looking to our indigenous people is absolutely the top of the list for the PAC's wisdom writings. He has always said, look to your past to find your future. That's generality, but the specific is, look to your indigenous people for help and guidance. And your question about why would they want to help us at this time when we are such a mess, they think more broadly and act more broadly. Their intention will be to heal planet Mother Earth. We are we are a fly on the wall of it. Their goal, their intention, is to heal planet Mother Earth. How do they do that? By teaching us, if we will listen and learn, how to better respect our Earth how to stop drilling and fracking and overfishing and clear-cutting, overlogging, all of these things that we do to hurt uh, our environment to the extent that we have flooding, that we have forest fires running rampant. Uh, That is all um, a result. It is uh, cause and effect. 
And if you pull the trees out of the ground, the root, there's no roots there to hold the water back. You know, if you dam in various places, then the rivers um, do not do what they were intended to do. It is all cause and effect. They will teach us if we will listen. Uh, here on the west coast of Canada, um, there are numerous plans now that have come to fruition and are now contracts um, with local government and federal in some areas whereby the indigenous peoples have regained their ability to govern uh, their, their lands, particularly over their rivers, their oceans, um, their resources, which are the fish um, and the trees. And they are not only preserving, but bringing back health uh, to these regions so that Mother Earth can be rejuvenated. And again, the cycle of life is able to be supported. And so, T, you're absolutely right. This is where we need to place our respect uh, to our First Nations people. As Pax tells us, they got it right the first time. We have not yeah. it right since we took it from them. Yep. And, and isn't it nice that we're giving it back, that we're giving them their, you know, we're going to let you guys run <laughs> your own government on your land. Isn't that nice? We stole this from you, and we're going to let you have this piece of it, even though we have 99.99% of the rest of it. We're going to let you have the 0.001%. And, you know, I mean, seriously, you know, that's just, they should be running the whole planet instead of the other way around. So I look at it, and I think, I remember being in school, and the teacher would be writing on the, the chalkboard, and then the day would be over, and you erase everything, and you start over the next day. And I'm thinking... It's time to erase this planet and start over because how, how do you teach all these people? It's just like, let's just start again because we really screwed up. When you're doing an experiment, if you're really messing up along the way, sometimes it's just not fixable. And you have to say, okay, wait, let's take a step back and start over. I kind of feel like that's where the earth is right now. It's like, let's just take a step back and start all over. And, and once again, I, I don't remember if it was you that I had this discussion with on a prior show or if it was somebody else where, you know, Noah's Ark and the whole flood thing, and God said, I'm not going to flood the earth again, but I will, I will take it out with fire next time. It won't be earth, and, and my promise to you is that of a rainbow. And so when you see a rainbow, you know the earth will never flood to the point of total destruction. But when we're watching all these fires all over the – it's not just the West Coast and coming into the, in the middle part of the countries in our areas. It's also in Greece. It's also in Thailand. It's also, it's all over the place when you look at what's happening in, throughout the world. And it's like, yeah, here goes, you know, talk about fire and brimstone. Here we, here we are, people. This oh. is it. And yeah. And, and I'm looking at that and I think, you know, are there, are there enough of the people who are starting to get together to actually make the fix? I don't know that that's true. I, I probably won't be, I think it's going to take a long time and I probably won't be on the planet when it happens. But, you know, if I ever thought I was coming back, perhaps there won't be anything to come back to. But not to get off on a different tangent, but before we run out of time, I want to ask this question about, okay, so the Big Bang Theory is, is like, that's, no, we were star-seeded, there was no Big Bang. However, wasn't there a Big Bang that started 
or was the catalyst for all of the universes to be born, if you will? How did each one come about, and were the other ones also, do they, how, how did they come to being? Because that's what we think the Big Bang is. That's where we start from. But if we're being seeded from elsewhere, was that universe, was that place, did that place have a Big Bang? Because Big Bangs are continuing to go on. They just discovered something the other day where a new universe was being born. It was quite fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that is a fascinating question. And what Pax says about that, and I'm going to have to quote him, um, bigger bangs, uh, he's referring here to the planet Earth's uh, potential big bang. He, he tells us that bigger bangs have occurred elsewhere and not resulted in such fanfare as this apparently uh, initiates. He asks about our level of understanding. Uh, do we understand the notion of eternal, forever, always was, uh, or the sense of wonder at what appears that was not previously there? Or was it and we simply missed it, he asks. Then, you know, here, here's a paxism. The mists of time cover what was to be and allow those mists to lift when what is to be now is coming together with its now. So that that really is a philosopher's uh, nightmare there. He just goes on yeah. to say, <laughs> it was always there, eternally present, and like help from a loved one, becomes reality when needed and the time is right. Until then it rests. And, and that is the evolution, the creation of of um, of everything in our mm. He's not uh, divulging. He's not giving us technical explanations. He talks about while all the wisdoms and technology all exist, um, they may be accessed only when our civilization is truly ready for the knowledge and will use it for peaceful and positive outcomes. When he talks about that mist of time, he says it lifts, the mist lifts, and what has always been can be seen and accessed for your technological or other growth uh, as it's coming together with its now. Uh, he, he tells us many things in kind of a halfway measure because we're simply not ready. Uh, he says it's a protection of sorts for your people and their advancement in this time and that uh, all things are there. He says all wisdom and knowledge, the cosmic library exists and those who are evolved may access it to everything there is a season. So mystery uh, prevails. Yeah, mystery continues. Have you ever seen the, there's a YouTube video, I think it's a YouTube video, called The Egg? No. Have you ever seen that? No. Okay. It's an animated cartoon. It's probably, it might be five or seven minutes long. I don't even know if it's that long. And in a psych class that I took, there was the egg and it was about this person, this guy who died and he's talking to someone and he says, are you God? And the person he's talking to or the being he's talking to says, that's what you would call me. And he's okay. What about my wife and my kids? And he says, don't you understand? It's always just been you. I only created you. And as you, as you watch this film, you cry because it's sad, but, it's also, if we are, 
are we all here, because this is a theory that's out there, is each one of us creating our own reality? And even though it seems like we're on a planet with all these people, we're maybe on a planet with all these people, but all these people are a part of source, of course. And so therefore we are a part of each other. And somehow, like Shakespeare said, you know, all the world's a stage and we are but mere actors. That seems to be the prevailing belief amongst many um, people today. That yeah. it's, Well, it's also believed that this is all an illusion. Yeah, but what does Pax say about that? Is it? Or he's not telling? Um, he, he says... Um, He says primarily that it will be revealed when our civilization is truly ready for the knowledge and will use it for peaceful um, intentions and outcomes. Okay, so I'll be dead. Because <laughs> that's been happening for a long time. I mean, you know, I just want to know, is it an illusion or not? Am I doing all this? Because I can't believe that I would create all of this shit. I just can't believe I would. And I'm like, if that's what is happening, it needs to stop. It really needs to stop. I mean, everybody's got to stop having these same illusions because that means we're all creating this by, by making this our play and what a horrible play this is. I mean, I'm a Hallmark Channel girl. I watch all those, you know, happily ever after. You know, I can't believe I create the stuff that's going on in this world. I can't believe that. But I, I have to wonder, you know, maybe that's just, is it me creating it or am I just somebody else's creation and just a puppet, you know, being a puppet? Oh, I think. Are you, they the puppeteer? Well, I I think that Pax indicates that each of us is responsible for creating our own reality, which is why he speaks so much about living in love and um, peaceful intentions, and that love and peace are um, the most important things, and to bear that in mind as we go through our day. It is, it is seemingly the belief, um, I shouldn't say belief of Pax, but the, the teaching of Pax, that yes, we are each responsible for what goes on in our lives and can control it to a certain extent, but based on our actions and reactions to what is going uh, on in our world. So that you create the, the good things that touch you other people are creating the nastiness um, that's touching the earth elsewhere. I think that our level of control... More touching us. Yeah. Because there are na- there's nastiness that goes on that touches us, and we, have, we really don't have control over it when somebody starts to attack. We see it on TV all the time. I saw a woman park her car. She, she double-parked her car in New York City, and she had it running, and she put the warning lights on. God bless her. She got out of her car. She walked over to a woman, shot her in the head, turned around, got back in her car, and drove away like it was the most natural thing in the world. The woman on the street didn't see it coming. She didn't, I don't think she created that reality. I just, I just don't believe she created that reality. Nobody would. I just don't believe she did. I think that was something, I think stuff like that happens all the time. It's like, so are we the puppet as well as the puppeteer? Well, if we believe that we create the blueprint for our lifetime before we arrive here, then that explains a great deal. 
Which explains why the woman got shot in the head? Well, if that was the contract that she created with um, the universe for her purpose in this lifetime, it doesn't sound like something that you would willingly do. But there's a great belief um, among uh, our civilization that we do uh, create our own reality. We create, we agree, uh, coming into this lifetime, choosing our parents, choosing our life trajectory, and for a purpose, whatever that purpose may be. Uh, certainly that, that ending was tragic, but what was the bigger picture? You know, it, you know if you're looking at, at the ripples in the pond that that right. created, what is the bigger picture there, which we will never know. Right. And, uh, you know, but you, I, I tend to look at it more because I'm a Capricorn, I'm logical. So I tend to look at things more logically and say, I get when something happens, there's a lesson to be learned. The woman who is deceased learned nothing. She learned nothing. She learned that she's deceased. But she didn't, because those are hard lessons to learn. When, when you die, you didn't learn the lesson as far as being human. Now, maybe it's a soul thing and your life was taken short from you, and you don't get to see your children grow up, because these two women were not older women. They were young enough to have young families and such. Whether they did or not, I don't know. But I just, sometimes I look at it and I think, well, now, if there was a lesson to be learned, it probably wasn't, maybe that woman sacrificed her life for someone else. But we're not even clearly learning that in this world. We're not even clearly learning that. When we see all these things happen, there's so many shootings that have gone on. You would have thought during last year's, the, the huge part of, of COVID, even though we're not, we might be at the halfway point. We have no idea until we come out the other side where we are at this point in time. We would have thought people would have learned and been more kind and compassionate and not been so violent. And yet there was so much crime last year. It was so horrible, but lessons were learned. Now, but not by the people who are deceased because they're gone, or were those lessons to not do this for the rest of us to learn? And now when you look back and you see what's happening now, those lessons really were for naught because no one's really learning. That's, that's kind of where I look at it and I think, where's the eraser? It's time to erase the earth and start over because, uh, you know, it's just not, it's not working out the way. I can't believe these benevolent beings, as benevolent as they are, saying, oh, my God, what are you guys doing? What are you thinking? Just knock it off. You know, I, I can't believe that they're just not, like, sad and disappointed in us and, and, and wondering how, you know. But I guess I they have the bigger they are, picture. Again, their intention is not to control us but to enable us. By they don't have to control us, but can't they just whop us upside the head, the people that are doing this, and say, knock it off, and, and you know, that's what parents do. You know, they that just yell to punish them. Or should do, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, you know, um, it's an arm's length approach to watching yeah. us on, on planet Earth, um, giving us guidance uh, from time to time, wisdom, technology, but... Um, to manage us on a day-to-day basis, uh, nobody's doing that, um, and that's apparent by the mess that we're in. Yeah, it is. And now we're past the bewitching hour, so is there anything that, that Pax or you would like to share with us as we close this particular subject? Oh, thank you. For your listeners, um, Pax is asking us now to 
all be aware of our strengths and our intentions going forward that we use all we have for the highest and best good of all to look outside of ourselves and be able to bring wellness uh, in its many forms to those around us in our lives and consider the bigger picture always, how what we do affects others and become uh, the, the peaceful warrior for our planet uh, that we can all be by teaching as best we can uh, how, how to be uh, versus how not to be in terms of our uh, treading on this planet and the footprint that we leave, um, to be gentle in everything we do and treat our environment and each other with respect. Thank you. Oh, you're quite welcome. Thank you so very much, Carol and Pax, for joining us yet again here at Energy Awareness Radio. As always, it is a pleasure. It always is a pleasure having you and, and Pax on the show. So much, very much appreciate it. And before we go, I want to encourage everyone to go to Pax Wisdom, P-A-X-W-I-S-D-O-M.com to learn more about Pax and his messages. There's so much that you will learn from the books that are available through this site. You'll also find links to the author's websites. And remember, Carol offers personal readings as well. So look into that. The readings are directly channeled from Pax, and, and they're fascinating, and they're about you and what's happening in your life, and, and she'll be able to, to do this, uh, the channeling for you with Pax so that you can get information about, maybe get some questions answered that you might have about things going on in your life. This is, you know, challenging times for everyone. We need all the help that we can get. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Carol, so very much. Really appreciate you being here. Thank you. As always, my pleasure. Okay, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in the most challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live, productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So please send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they may learn and grow and make the world a better place for all of us. So thank you for tuning in this evening. For more information about me and my work or to schedule a remote energy session, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. Please also check out Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, where every dollar of every donation directly supports children in need, 100%. We're run solely by volunteers. There are no salaries, no stipends, no compensation of any kind to anyone. Every penny goes toward meals, coats, health care, whatever is needed so that all children have a, good, a chance for a good life. At Soji Huggles, we are investing in a brighter tomorrow by giving them a better today. Thank you for taking time to visit our website, SojiHuggles.org. Please also follow us on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio and at Soji Huggles. And while you're in your social media accounts, please be sure to like us on Facebook, Soji Huggles Children's Foundation. I am your host, T. Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most enjoyable week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.
Oh, 
really blessed. 